What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother, and I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. As you can see by the title, these are some questions or suggestions, things that you could talk about on the first date instead of just being a boring, basic person. Now, when I say first date, I'm not saying the first time that you two are out in public with each other or whatever the case may be. I'm saying your first exchange with this person. So, like, after somebody has initiated and in getting someone's phone number, and all this other kind of stuff, and either you're having a texting conversation or you're going on a first date after you get their phone number, whatever the case may be, I'm referring to that. So here are some suggestions of things that you can ask and or talk about on your first encounter, I'll call it that, your first encounter with someone. So the first question is, what are you like off social media? Who is the real you? I feel like questions like that are very important because there are people in this world who live one way on social media and live another way in real life. And to be honest, that's your business how you want to run your social media account. It's your business on how you want things to be handled. But if you want to build a future with somebody, then they need to understand your dynamic. How do you handle certain conversations with certain people? Are you this way? For real, for real, do you always feel like people ain't shit? Do you always talk about lyrics to a song that's on your mind? Is it? Are you the kind of person that claims that you're bored and you have no one to talk to when really you have all the people in the world to fucking talk to and you're just saying that because you want attention? Are you an attention whore or are you not? And if I'm saying these things and you're like feeling somewhat offended by it, I'm not trying to offend anybody. But I am saying realistically, there are a lot of people who live a social media fantasy and they put social media over reality when the reality of it is you are a very shy timid um insecure somewhat kind of person but you don't want to be shown off that way or seen that way because you feel like if you show your flaws and stuff people will make fun of you now it's true people will make fun of you people make fun of people every day whether you're perfect or imperfect but again the basis of asking that question (coughs) excuse me the reason for asking that question is to understand are you one way with me and another way around other people like basically are you two-faced there are some people who are two-faced for good reasons and bad reasons but you know who are you what is the real you let me get to know you that second one a second idea is what do you do when you get angry or upset that is important that is vital information Because if you're the kind of person that does destroy my stuff when you get angry or you get upset, when your feelings are hurt, you feel some type of way, then I need to figure out if that's some shit that I want to deal with in my life or not. Of course, nobody intends to purposely make someone angry or upset. If you do 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 it on purpose, then whatever karma happens to you, then you're asking for it back. But if you're the kind of person where you make mistakes, but they are not intentional, it just happened because of the circumstance that you were in and you felt like that was the best way out whatever the case may be and it makes your partner upset how are they going to react to it and is that something that you want to deal with in life and again also are you the kind of person that when you get angry and upset as soon as somebody piss you off you run your mouth to social media and start bashing them talking shit about them until you've calmed down and then after you then said all these hateful hurtful things about them to the internet or to your friends Um, then you calm down. The same thing applies. You go off to tell your friends every single thing that happens in a relationship. Every time I make you upset or angry, you run and tell your friends all these bad things about them and what you can't stand and all this other kind of stuff. But then once everything has settled down and died down, now you want to sit down and talk about it. Like, who are you when you're angry? 
And of course, all those things that I said as an example is not what everybody does when they're angry because there are some people when they get angry or, the, or when they get, I'm getting my words tongue-tied I'm talking too fast. There are some people who calm down when they get angry or upset and want to talk about their feelings and their emotions and explain to you why they are hurt. And there are even people who isolate themselves. They want to be to themselves until they have figured out how they want to address you. But all of those things are very vital and important because it lets you know about the person that you might be interested in, how they're going to handle issues or problems or conflicts in the relationship. So number three is what is your relationship like with your family? Okay, to be honest, it's a good question to have and it's also important, but it's kind of not. And the reason why I say that it is important to know that kind of question and want to talk about it is because you do want to know your partner or someone that you wanted to spend the life, your life with or someone you want to get to know, honestly. If you want to get to know them and understand them, what is your family dynamic? What, it, what could I possibly walk into? And in, either way I go with any of these questions, all these questions help you take a peek at someone's future to see if you are gambling for a good cause or a bad one. Because getting in a relationship is always a gamble. You have good ones and you have bad ones. You have ones that are perfect. You have some that are just terrible, shitty, disgraceful. And you know, someone's family dynamic can play a role in that. Because to be very honest, a lot of people have a lot of issues with their family members. You have family members that neglect them, talk shit about them, talk down on them, treat them like crap, don't respect them or their privacy. Like there's so many things that family has done to a person that has caused them to act a certain kind of way in life and family is technically some of the first friends that you make so if your family treats you like crap then you start to act a certain kind of way or if you have a good relationship with your family you end up acting a certain another kind of way or the same who knows but what is your relationship like with your family do you have a good relationship with your mom are you able to call her every single day and talk to her talk to her about whatever do you and your dad get along Do you have any siblings? Do you guys get along? Do you talk to them as if they are your equal and like put them on game? Or do you talk down on them and treat them like this and a third because they're younger or they're older than you? How do you treat your family? Because also how someone treats their family, depending on the family situation, will let you know how they treat others. Because in order for you to get respect, you have to give it. And the same thing goes with family. Oh, I don't fuck with my family for real because my family has done this and the third to me. I really don't have a good relationship with my mom with my mom because me and my mom have had issues in the past. Me and my father don't get along. I don't know my father. Me and my father have a great relationship. I love my dad. Me and him play basketball together all the time. Me and my mom are really, really cool with each other. Sometimes we go out to the club with each other and we go drinking with each other. You can know if someone's a mama's boy, daddy's girl, all vice versa, all that kind of stuff by asking a simple question of What is your relationship like with your family? Because again, that is very important to know if their family life isn't good or if it's great, then you know how to handle them from here on out, especially after having that conversation with them. Do you have a healthy sex life? A healthy sex life does not mean, um, is, are the, Are there people that you're constantly having sex with and you're using condoms? No. Do you have a healthy sex life? Do you use protection? How long do you use protection? Do you get tested before every um, new partner? Or do you get tested every six months? Do you um, 
clean yourself after every time you have sex? Do you shower every day? Do you take care of your body like you're supposed to be so that way your reproductive, reproductive organs can do its job? Do you have a healthy sex life? Are you taking care of yourself? Having a healthy sex life does not always constitute or stick with just what kind of condoms do you use and all this other kind of stuff. Do you have a healthy sex life? Is your sperm salty? Is your uh, vaginal secretions um, healthy? Is it thick? Is it yellow? Do you have a healthy sex life? Do you practice monogamy or are you polygamous? Are you good? Are you good at communicating with others that you are sexually active with other people? Are you into anal? Are you not into anal? Or do you partake in fellatio or cunnilingus? Are you good in it? Or are you not good in it? Do you have a healthy sex life? Do you have a healthy sex life? It goes way deeper than just the surface level of stuff. It's all of these questions have deeper meanings, and you have to listen to the person's answer to really know and understand what they are telling you because once a person shows you that side of them people always say believe it so you're asking the right questions or you're asking good questions that have deeper meanings to it but it just depends on how the person answers it and also I should have said this earlier when the person is answering these questions see how like their body reacts to answering are they very interactive with it are they responding and asking you questions to counteract the argument or to keep the conversation going are they being a boring basic person where it's just like yeah it's cool yeah I like this yeah sure I think that's okay. Like, if they're answering the the questions very bland, boring, blah, this is a peak of what you have to deal with. The foundation to a great relationship or to a healthy, great relationship is always communication. Whether it's a friendship, an actual partner, boo thing, bae, a sex relationship, whatever, you have to communicate. And if you're communicating with someone who has no way shape or form of forming actual sentences and being able to communicate like an adult then you're honestly wasting your time and wasting your energy but that's why we ask questions and we have these conversations so that way we don't have to worry about people wasting their time or their energy the only thing they're doing is putting forth focus the only thing they're focusing on is somebody who actually wants to partake in whatever arrangement you guys have going on So that's what I have to put out there. So following that, what is your communication style? Now, when I say that, people could probably think there's only one way to communicate, talk. To be honest, sometimes talking to your partner can make you nervous. Not a bad nervous, like you're scared that they're going to hit you or something like that. But you get butterflies and then the, the sentences don't form the way that you want them to. You're not able to construct uh, subject verb agreements like you think that you can you can be the kind of person like me where you start talking too fast and then you start stuttering or stumbling over your words and you keep saying um 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 so many times and you're very timid in talking and stuff because talking in front of your partner just makes you nervous somehow some way in front of people it makes you nervous so there are some people who find it better to write down their thoughts or whatever in their notes or they put it in a text message and then send it to you or at least read it out to you. That's a great way of communicating because that way you have everything that you need to say all the way out. And another flip side to that that's really great is that if your partner wants to come back and like pinpoint certain things that you said 
or just go back to whatever you need to review there's not this whole thing of like well you said this no I didn't I said this and somebody either heard you wrong or you said it wrong you can just go back to what you had typed and they can go over it and then break down each part with you so that could be a communication style is your communication style over the phone because you just don't want to be in someone's face when you like give them news because it's either a you don't know how to deal with other people's emotions you don't know how to deal with tears or joy or excitement you just don't know how to deal with certain things and some people could listen to this and be like not deal with certain emotions and stuff like that then what's going to be a relationship everybody is not a relationship expert there's there's probably sometimes where you got into a new relationship and you fucked it up because you are not perfect at every single thing that happens in life so the same thing goes for other people there are other ways to get someone's point across than to sit there and have a conversation face to face and yelling at each other or just even sitting down talking because some people are not able to do that it's very hard for some people to communicate the way that you expect them to and over time they can learn how to communicate the way that you would like it but that takes time and patience so if you don't have time or patience to deal with someone else's communication skills and then help them you know learn your communication skills and then you guys find a great compromise if you don't have that kind of time and patience to do that then you should reconsider getting into a relationship because everybody is not going to communicate the way that you expect them to and so that's why there's other types of ways to communicate or of course you can be the face-to-face kind of person where it's like hey i have an issue but i want to bring it to you when i see you i have a problem or i have something that i want to tell you i have some excitements we need to talk we need to talk those kind of things some people like to do it face to face some like to do it over the phone and some like to do it through text message the only thing is the uh, there are pros to all three of those styles and there are also cons to it one of the cons to texting how you feel or using that as your primary communication tool is people are not able to understand how you are saying something via text when you are saying something via text you could say it you could be typing it in a very sweet loving careful tone but because of the conversation and the words that you are using the person that you're sending it to is perceiving as it is perceiving it as you being rude disrespectful hurtful um whatever that's the only flaw that's not the only flaw but that's one of the flaws of texting your feelings instead of saying it on the phone or face to face because your voice and how you say certain things matter just as much as the words that you are saying having conversations over the phone there are some times where you could text what the hell you want I know that I have an issue with doing that I will call my partner I will call my boyfriend and just be like hey what are you doing nothing Okay, I just wanted to call to see what you was doing. You could have just texted me that. You're right. I could have just texted that. (coughs) But I wanted to hear his voice for whatever reason. But there are some people like him where it does really bother him. Where it's like, okay, you honestly could have just texted. And irritation levels wouldn't be as high. But, you know, that's my communication style. That's how I like to communicate. (coughs) Excuse me with my partner and stuff like that so again all those three different styles of communication they all have pros and they all have cons but when you want to be in a relationship with somebody you never know what their communication style exactly is going to be (coughs) 
excuse me. So the best way is to ask them what is your main style of communicating face-to-face, on the phone, or text message. So that way you can know who likes to communicate what kind of way and is there a possibility for a compromise or is there going to be some other type of changes that has to be made. You know, just all that stuff. Just think about some of the changes that you will have to make in order for that relationship or whatever you're trying to get out of that person to work. In a serious relationship, how much of a priority is your partner? Now, this is a two-part question. The first part is, in a serious relationship, how much a priority is your partner? In your past relationships, how much of a priority were they? This is valid because people, you guys got to understand that as adults, there are certain responsibilities that we have to take care of. We have to. And I'm not saying we have to because it's like we have to. We have to. Like in order for your bills to get paid, you have to make money. Whether it's somebody sending you the money or you get a direct deposit of the money or you get all your payments through cash. Whatever, you got bills to pay, which means you have some form of income coming in, which means you are clocking in somehow, some way. Whether you're running your own business and as soon as you open your computer and unlock your phone, you are working on your business Or as soon as you wake up in the morning, you have to drive to whatever location to punch in some numbers or sign your signature to state that you have been at work today. Whatever, we have to have a form of income. To be in a relationship is not cheap either. Relationships do cost money because it costs money to put gas in somebody's car. When you go out on dates, not all dates are free. When when you go out on dates and you want to pay for somebody's food, it costs money for food. Everything is not always going to be a Wendy's 4 for 4 or a McDonald's McChicken or a Zaxby's chicken sandwich or a Chick-fil-A salad. No, there are dates that cost like an Applebee's two for 20, a Ruth Chris steak, all that other kind of stuff. So let's be realistic here. We have to make money. But if your partner has to make money, they have to make time for work. If their partner puts work over you, doesn't make you feel some type of way. The question where I had asked about um, family. If your partner has a very, very, very great relationship with their family and they like spending time with them, that could mean that sometimes there's going to be time taken away from you. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with the idea that sometimes you're going to have to, they're going to have to put school over you? And people could be like, oh, I understand work, school, family, and all that stuff is important. Yeah, they are important, but at the same time, until you're in that situation where it's like you want to cuddle, but they have to call their mom just because they haven't talked to them all day, are you going to get offended? You want to go out on a date. You've gotten dressed up and you made these plans, but they got to say at work late because they have to submit an assignment or they have to answer these business questions because of whatever is that going to offend you is it going to hurt your feelings that your partner procrastinated on a test or taking a test or doing an assignment and now they have to put you to the side for a little bit to focus on their homework if you're listening to this and you're saying like of course I wouldn't care you're saying that now but has there ever been a situation where your partner put something else above you and it made you feel some type of way no matter how many times it happened Did you ever sit down and ask them, how much of a priority do you make your partner? Because that matters. And in the past, how much priority did you make your past partners? Because you can sit here and say, I want my partner's full attention, nonstop, from A to Z, 
they can't give nobody else their attention. It can't be no in-between, no nothing. You can say that, but the millisecond you do it to somebody else or your partner does it to you, then it's a whole different story, a different ball game. So ask those kind of questions or ask that question. How much a priority would your partner be in a relationship, in a serious relationship? There's also another example. It's like that uh, picture, video, whatever that floats around on social media every time of the, during the holidays, around this time of the year, where someone will say, um, who sits at the table first? Or who you opening the door for? Or who's sitting in the front? It's who's sitting in the front seat of your car? Is it your child, your wife, or your mama? Stuff, everybody has different answers every single time. And to be honest, those are the type of que- that's the same thing to this question. How much of a priority am I if we were in a serious relationship? Am I sitting in the front seat and our child and your mom is in the back seat? Or are you and your mom in the front and me and your child in the back? Or is our son or daughter in the front seat and me and your mama in the back? How much priority am I in the relationship? How much priority do you make your partner? And have you made them a priority in the past? Asking them, have you made them a priority in the past, though, as well, will also introduce you to this partner's or this person's habits. Are they the kind of person that puts other people before their partner? Are they the kind of person that puts their partner before their own friends, before their family? Stuff like that is very, very, very important. How often do you make time for yourself? Very valuable. Valuable. How often do you make time for yourself? A relationship does take two. Yes, it does. But there are moments and times where you need to work on yourself while being in a relationship with somebody else. I will say that again. There are moments and times where you need to work on yourself, even if you are in a relationship with somebody else. How often do you make time for yourself? Do you make it a a priority for you to at least have 45 minutes in the living room by yourself of peace and quiet, doing whatever the hell you want to do? Do you take yourself shopping? Do you take yourself to get your nails and your toes done? Do you take yourself out to get spoiled? Do you spoil yourself? Is everything always about your partner? Do you have a smoke by yourself? Do you drink by yourself? Do you go to the bar by yourself? Spending a long time with yourself is nothing but loving yourself even more. And the more you love yourself, the more you can love your partner and the more your partner will love you and vice versa on their side too. How much time do you make for yourself? Because there's no way in hell you can have a perfect relationship. Not a perfect, because nobody is perfect. But there's no way in hell you can have a healthy, successful relationship and you never make time for yourself. You never go and get tested on your own. Every time you go do something, your partner doesn't always have to know about it. You never can go to the store and just grocery shop by yourself. You need to at least spend an hour to yourself. Minimum, an hour. Not every single day. If you don't feel like it has to be every single day. But at some point... In your relationship, at least one to two times a week, spend time to yourself, by yourself, and just woosah, meditate, breathe. Talk to yourself. Get to know yourself. Make sure you are in order. Make sure your own house is in order before you try to come in to you and your partner's house and rearrange some things. How much time do you make for yourself? And when that person answers that question, you will see, again, who is the priority in their life. Because at For number one, it should always be yourself. Do you feel like your partner should be somebody important in your life? Of course. 
love your partner treat them with the utmost respect the same way with your family and you have a healthy relationship with your family anybody in your life you treat them with respect but before anybody else you put yourself over anybody if you don't love and respect yourself then people will treat you just like how you treat yourself you treat yourself like shit people will follow learn and love to respect yourself and the last idea is a fun one. It's how would you plan a vacation? You can see how creative this person is. Are they a boring Becky or are they a turned up Sally? Like, you know, where are we going? Are you a tropical kind of person? Are you the kind of person that likes to see scenery, nature, or do you like to be in the city doing things? Do you want to see the stars at night or do you want to see bright lights? Do you want to be in different weather conditions or do you like to stay in the same type of climate as the one that you're in currently? What kind of vacations do you like to plan? Vacations are important to a relationship, just like dates. Going on a date is like a mini vacation because what are you doing? You're leaving the house. You're doing things out of the ordinary that you wouldn't do in your regular routine. You're leaving the house and you're having fun. What are you doing on this vacation? Are you a roller coaster kind of person? Are you a kayaker? Are you a, ski, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? A skier. There we go. Are you into skiboarding, snowboarding? I said skiboarding. Ha ha. Are you into snowboarding? What are you into? What kind of person are you when it comes to planning vacations? Are you a very active vacation planner? Do you have an itinerary? Do you go with the flow? Do you just like to go to a location and be like, shit, how I'm feeling this morning? Shoot, I don't mind just walking along the beach or I don't mind riding a horse. Do you want to learn the history of the city or the state or the country, the continent that you're in? Like, what? Do you, how are you? How do you plan vacations? How creative are you? Are you closed in the box or are you out of the box? Are you an orthodox? What do you like to do? So these are some examples of questions that you guys could ask someone on your first encounter or on your first date. It does not matter. I would personally say on a first date because, you know, your first encounter is the whole like, what's your favorite color? Do you have any siblings? When's your birthday? Like all that other kind of stuff. Small talk. Just getting to know someone and seeing if you want to have that conversation. Like if you want to keep having conversations with them because they're interesting or whatever the case may be. But if you want to dig in their minds, here are some. These are examples of questions that you could ask someone to really dig in their mind and try to see what kind of person are they? Because honestly, people will put up a front. They will cap to you, making it seem as if they are this amazing, great, awesome person just by answering those basic bitch questions of what's your middle name? What's your favorite color? What do you like to do for fun? Excuse me, blah, 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 blah. Asking those questions, those basic questions, people can easily manipulate themselves to show you that they're a great person with a great personality. But then you start asking like real deep in thought questions to like really open their mind and make and kind of sort of manipulate them into answering the questions. And you see how their mindset is. People get to flustering. They, you saw, you show, you end, you show, I'm just stuttering and I'm just messing up with my words because it's just like one of those things where I feel like people really need to start talking to one another. The issue at hand is people do not communicate and also people put up a lot of fronts. We need to start putting up fronts and because if we want to be in a relationship or if you want to be with someone in a serious commitment and be vulnerable with somebody, let somebody in, open up, heal, help you heal from whatever problems that you have and you know, you want to live life with someone every single day 
There are moments where you have to be able to communicate and talk and have those deep conversations. So if you don't want to wait a year and some change later to have those deep conversations and then you realize how shitty of a person they are, how toxic of a person they are, how terrible of a communicator they are, ask those questions now. I'm not creating content for little kids who don't even know the difference between a penis and a vagina. I'm not creating content for people who just lost their virginity at the age of 16. I'm creating content for people who want to be in a long-term relationship or a long-term commitment with somebody or people, but they're having issues with things that can really be resolved by following some simple steps. And one of those main steps to a lot of people's issues is communication. If you cannot communicate, then you will not be able to have a successful, healthy relationship. So that's all the time that I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next one. Bye.